welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for a ball. A themeless ball. The Queens of Germany serve three looks, but they, they all actually serve. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Germany. And joining me is the self-proclaimed fashionista, the poor but sexy Jessica Rose. Wow, self-proclaimed. What a Are read. <laughs> it's not a read because I'm going I haven't done it yet. I'm going to nominate you for um Best Dressed of the Glamour. Oh, thank you. I think I deserve it. But friends, if if you haven't voted yet, you can still nominate Block Talk for Best Podcast. Um, and if you don't get nominated this year, you know what? My heart's not breaking. It would be shocking, but it, my heart won't break. Um, if I don't get nominated for Best Writer Blogger, my heart won't break. It's fine. Um, they really should just change it to journalist, but that's a whole different comment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's still time. And if you want me to nominate you for something, just tell me because I have not put submit yet. I know I already nominated you for the podcast and the writer so I already I did mine like right away so thank you thank you you. I mean listen I have to be supportive to my block talk all-stars so if y'all don't support me and come on the pod you might not get nominated (laughs) (laughs) it's a family affair all right um before we begin I got some drag news of the week because guess what I think we finally have our last franchise coming out in 2023 it is this is Canada's Drag Race season four. The cast has dropped. I'm kind of obsessed. Not Have gonna you seen lie. It? Yeah. Who are you looking forward to? I mean, the girlfriend experience down. Like, oh, I, of course. I like looking at her, it's like looking into the future for myself. I'm like, that's like what I want to be. Like, that body. Just, I, insane. Like, the the tits like and also like the fact that she has had full bottom surgery is kind of insane to me mm-hmm. like especially prior to the show too that's like right. a big deal so like yeah good for her i'm 100 and this season too it's like very trans it's very like diverse mm-hmm. denim and um, obsessed like so good like the drug is and so we have fun. a 57 year old i know it's like really i think this is a very interesting cast yeah, it's it's again interesting that it's been pushed back to this time. So I hope people are going to watch. But you know, we'll be covering it here, and I'm sure Jessica will come on for a, a recap. Oh, I this one I'm watching 100. percent Like I haven't watched the last two seasons. I'm not going to lie, but like this one, I'm going to watch. Okay. All right, friends. Pronunciations. I still don't know German, but I'm learning Portuguese. That doesn't help us here. Um, <laughs> we're going to get better one day. And as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality production. We are showing the editing of the television show wants to see. We actually was presented to you the reality television show. The crap of the podcast for an entertainment discuss reality TV show. Should I just put that on the t-shirt? I'm going to put that on the t-shirt. And if I go to Dragon again, I'm just going to wear it and be like, and point to it and be like, don't blame me if I say shit. I've warned y'all. I mean, I don't know how much of that was intelligible or was stand up in court because you did it so fast, but like, go off. <laughs> If you slow it down to like 0.25, maybe it works. 
Oh, Germany. 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 Now, we learned from the preview podcast. You have some German in you. I do. I do. It's the it's the dad side of the family, all German. D- now, watching the season, um, have you had an appreciation for your German side? I mean, I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I already did. Um, I think, like... The more I watch the show, the more I'm just like, I need, I like need people like Pandora Knox because it's like, she to me is like the only person that I feel like I haven't seen on TV yet. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everybody else. I'm like, I've seen some iteration of you before. And it's like, you know, I she stands out to me out of the whole cast and just watching it like and and seeing how she is like, she is the only one that I'm like, okay, you're a star. The rest of you are like kind of just there to me. <laughs> I would say Metamorphic is very close up there. Obviously, the bigger difference is Panda is an AFAB queen, and that's a little more um, exciting in a way. Not saying that Metamorphic is not exciting, because I'm enthralled by Metamorphic. They're cute, yeah. But, but the difference is Pandora's style of drag and perspective of drag has not been on the mainstream drag race before. No, and the way she like moves on the runway is like wild to me. I feel like oh, no she's one a dancer. Has... It's I've never seen anybody do like I feel like Sahara Davenport is the only person I can think of that kind of sort of did what she did because also sure. she was a dancer. But like I feel like her the way she moves is like it's very Sasha Colby. It's very like entrancing. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, I really like her in general. So. <laughs> Well, let's go through it because we're going to talk about a lot. And lucky for you, we have so many runways, and I know you love fashion. So many. So <laughs> this was such a good episode to pick. It was it's fun. Like, look it was at good. me. Look at me. Nikita is out, and it's going to be so quiet. Now, since it's two who are still there from the lip sync, Victoria will tell Lorelai to read the mirror message as she's better at it. Does Victoria maybe not know how to read? Because, like, reading is what? Hard. Like, I mean, I think, like, translating it, too, is also probably difficult, so. Well, because German's technically, I guess, her second language, because she's yeah, Brazilian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah. the bitch has um, uh, Portuguese, she's got English, she's got German, and which also is a little more of the Swiss German. Good for her! Meanwhile, I could barely speak English. I know, she's, like, quadrilingual. That's so wild. Cool. Good for her. <laughs> now, Nikita may say she is livid, but the girls will pay her a loving homage as they leave her a message that's just a lot of yelling. Um, I suppose that was really her true legacy. She was, she was for me, the most German out of drag, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm not saying all <laughs> Germans are crazy. But she was crazy. <laughs> Kelly is congratulated for her whim. She's a star. She has won the reading challenge and snatch game, and that is usually what legends do, but will she be one? Only time will tell. Well, with the win, there is an ego forming as Kelly will point to the top four, which she does not include Lorelai or Victoria, and those jaws are on the floor. Maybe after your first win, that's not the way to go, especially when one of the bitches already has two wins under her belt. Yeah, I I just think it's like these, sometimes these girls don't play a smart game. And, like, that's to me very stupid to be like, oh, I don't see you in the top. Like, to me, I'm like, you're not only, like, it makes you look bad, but it also, like, you're setting up the producers to, like, do something to you then. Of course. Like, of course. oh, yeah, and you that's thought you were going to make the top of... four, but now you're not going to be in the top four. Like, that's the beauty of reality TV. You say something, the producers are like, noted. Like, noted. Yeah, I don't think it's a smart move. <laughs> Lorelai believes that she's on Kelly's radar, so she will let her have this moment. 
they are the top six and we'll do a little circle to celebrate um they were holding hands like moving in the circle i know we're in europe right now but here in america we'd be like no, this isn't kindergarten we're not playing a ring around the rosy little maple queens yeah uh kelly does know that they're all competition left at his minute reminds us because math you're either the top or the bottom with only six left no room for mistakes kiddos all right, Kelly is finally a winner, and we will never hear the end of it. Never. <laughs> um, I bet if you want to challenge on Drag Race, it would be the same situation. I think, I mean, because that, that every time I've competed in anything, I never win anything. Um, so I think that that like, I think I'd be so surprised about winning something on Drag Race that yeah, I'd probably be a little annoying about it. <laughs> and speaking. Of it we'll we'll plug it at the end also um monday 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 you are competing in mixed rock bar um whoever pulled the draw for this one was like you know what we're going to make it difficult for michael and we're going to have three people who've been on the podcast quite often uh competing in one week who is who's the other people uh well precious andy and yeah, matzah doll okay that, i thought so i was like i know i've seen matzah i've never so, seen precious i don't know why this is crazy crazy I love um precious. Kelly won a travel voucher last week. Where will she go? Well, she wants to go visit her family in Brazil and cue the emotional music and the theme of the episode. She hasn't been home in eight years and says it's not as easy as buying a plane ticket to Brazil and it's done. She can't afford it. She starts to cry as her family is so important to her. And even though they are far away, they love and support her just the way she is. She misses them so and will be happy to embrace them soon again. And the funny thing is, she's actually closer to them while filming Drag Race in Colombia than she is while living normally in Germany. Yeah, I, I it, that, that was like so. I was like, okay, like I, I don't know. I like get so like just over these like emotional things. I'm like, girl, like what? I get it's reality TV. Like if, I, out, if like, I were her, I would have like made a deal before getting on the show and be like, okay, listen, I really need to get to Brazil. You can send my bags back with somebody else. I'll I'll trust you. Just give me a plane ticket to Brazil for a day, two days, and then I'll go back to Germany. That's what I would have negotiated for. Maybe she did. I, um, but yeah, Colombia and Brazil are very close compared to Brazil and Germany. Germany, because <laughs> I know geography. <laughs> I know geography. I'm really good at that now. All right. So what's the next challenge? Well, Victoria is hoping for girl group. I mean, at this point in the season, it's kind of safe to say we're not getting a girl group challenge, I, are we? I don't think so. If it's top six and it's not, then they're definitely not. I I agree. I mean, listen, we did have a great girl group with only six contestants um, in a season called Drag Race UK 2. Oh, that's true. Or season that one. No, season one, there was uh, six. Yeah, season one. Yeah. Um, just saying, just saying. Anyway. Yvonne wants comedy, but Kelly is right. It's always a surprise. So the alarm blares, and it's time to find out. Now, Barbie's message leads to hints of being cheap and sexy. It's like, that's my challenge! With a major hint being the word future. And based on what they probably brought with them, they know it is likely a ball. We will see if they're right. But first, Barbie and Johnny arrive. What is the thing on Barbie's head and on her body? Someone is going for way too casual chic. I... I'm like deeply unimpressed with her as a whole. Like interesting. I am not into Miss Barbie, whatever the hell her last name is at all. Like breakout. 
break out. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It's not, it's not, it's, her drag's not for me. I'll put it that way. That's fair. That's, that is, that's totally fair. I get that. Now for this week's mini challenge, the word slay will mean, um, get the, the meaning it finally deserves because the challenge is rock star groupies. Now, like Lorelai, I feel like you two are the embodiment of rock and roll. If Taylor Swift is rock and roll. Oh yeah. I could do it though, actually. Like I I I I think you'd be surprised. Are you a Swifty? No. Not at all. So you don't have friendship bracelets? God no. Actually, I'm actually in the process of making and selling friendship bracelets. So um oh, well. do you even believe uh, if you won't go follow us on Instagram, I'll make you some friendship bracelets. I can do it. Whatever you want me to say on it. Slut. <laughs> You know, literally, should I make block, block talk friendship bracelets? You know what? There it is. I'm going to make some block talk friendship bracelets, make an exclusive like 10 of them. Only 10 people get it. You're officially my BFFs. And if you don't like it, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I love you, friends. Um, okay. So for this challenge, they have to grab their wigs, put on rock star makeup, and have five minutes to get into rock star quick drag. You say you can do rock and roll. So I want to know who your favorite rock and roll icon is. Um, well, see, okay, to me, like, I when I think, like, rock, I'm thinking, like, like, 2000s rock, like, Three Days Grace, that kind of thing. Like, which, that Paramore, whatever, that kind of thing, I could do okay, all that. Yes, yeah. yes. I could do that. I like all that. I think people don't realize, like, I'm a very multifaceted person, Michael. Could, like, could you do a Haley Williams illusion? Yeah, I'm down. Okay. All right. How about Gwen Stefani illusion? I've done it. <laughs> Okay, I'm just I'm just asking. So, um, obviously, everyone who knows this podcast, my icon, my legend, my star, my rock and roll icon is Freddie Mercury. So that's rock and roll to me. That's fair. Could you do Freddie? I mean, I don't know Freddie Mercury like that. Like, I, but I mean, I feel like the look is pretty easy to imitate. So <laughs> it really is because a lot of people done it recently. Anyway, now I was going to say like main stage. <laughs> They sure did. We're going to hit the main stage where it has been completely set up for a rock show. Do you think those were real instruments or props? I mean, the fact that they were destroying them means that they were not real. <laughs> Again, just the budget that they fucking had all those props ready to go. Good for I them. Good for they them. had to reset it every time, too, because they were, like, destroying the whole I, stage. All yeah, of them. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, wow. They I have 30 like seconds lot. to put on a show, which mean that would make the Rolling Stone blush. We're going to find out that they have rock star stage names. Pandora is Daddy Knox. Victoria is Punk Princess Edith Piaf. Kelly is Black Poppycock. Lorelai is DeLorean. Yvonne is Ruth 66. And Meta is, uh-huh, sophisticated. Yeah. What is your <laughs> rock star stage name? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'll just make it my 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 stripper slash alternate drag name, Bambi McBimbo. There you oh, go. Oh, I love it. Bambi McBimbo. I feel like she performs Joan Jet. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, what song will the girls rock out to? Obviously, the most rock and roll song in the RuPaul songbook, Born Naked. Like, Surely there were better options. I, yeah. It was now, I really want to know. Obviously, in post-production editing, it sounds like it was the song used. Is it possible it was a different track? I think that they probably had some, like, very, like, 
trashy Rammstein. Berlin track that they were like like raver track kind of thing that they yeah. were doing it to yeah. and then yeah because that's such a weird i mean like not if rupaul really does rock but like there has don't to say it don't say you know the next album is gonna be a fucking rock album i don't think so <laughs> rupaul just put out another christmas song it's not as good as hey this is christmas but i think she's gonna stick to the pop forever <laughs> We'll see. We shall see. Could you imagine a RuPaul country album? We got a, cu- a couple yeah. country RuPaul songs, but a full country album from her. I think she really likes country. She's from the south, she so does. I can see it. She does. She really does. All right. Um, let's discuss the highlights and lowlights of this challenge. Lorelai is very creepy, and then it's gonna spray water from the dick mic into her mouth. I don't know what that prop is or how they made it work the way they did, but I kind of like watching that happened because listen more drag artists should just get water sprayed into their mouth in the middle of a performance that just sounds like fun i want that microphone stand yeah you, you deserve it pandora will get down on the guitar um and has the pit crew lift her off the stage i mean listen she's very petite uh, I, I, those those boys could do anything and and she would look like a little feather yeah Kelly is making sweet, sweet love to the guitar as she's got it in between her legs and then literally does a guitar lick. Get it? Because it's the guitar she's licking it. And yeah. Victoria will eat the mic stand and then just go ham. She tosses herself over the speakers. And I don't think she quite understood the assignment, but um, she tried. It got to be like the level of chaotic that, like, that, that, what was it, six person lip sync in season 11? It was that. I was like, okay, we're getting like out of control here. Like, Yvonne has turned into Animal from the Muppets, which is a great option. We love that reference. And Meta will give us some key banging like she's Lady Gaga. <laughs> then there's just total all-out destruction. Do you think they had really six sets of items that they all could go out all out on? Or do, they, do you think like each person was like, okay, you get the guitar, you get the microphone, you get the, the drums? I think that. I think they gave them each an instrument. Because like, yeah. Yeah. With that being said, though, wouldn't it have been really cool to see all six of them on stage together doing whatever? Was that I, I mean, the whole dangerous? concept of this is just bizarre in general to me, because I'm like, how do you judge this? Like, they're all flailing around, like, they're not really doing anything. So, like, the whole concept of this is bizarre to me, but, like, yeah, I guess that would have been better if they were all together. Maybe it would have given what more What would you do in a 30-second like, rock and roll set? How would you entertain the masses and the asses? Yeah. And probably, I mean, the guitar smashing thing for sure. Probably, I don't know, like, take your top off. Like, that. I feel like I feel like rock and roll is all about, like, sex and, like, mm-hmm. like nudity. Sex, and drugs, rock and roll. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's, like, how you go. You have to make it, like, like sexy. The winner of the mini challenge is Metamorkid. Sure. Go with that. And for just... Smashing shit, she wins a thousand euros. God damn it. Oh, I was what like, I my god, the bitch. Like, they have budget for this show. They do. They do. They have a budget. Now, friends, if you watch multiple seasons, great. You know it. If you don't, um, the grand prize for this season is a hundred thousand euros. The grand prize for Draggers Italia season three is twenty thousand euros. Put that into perspective. Well, the grand prize for UK is they win a show, so <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, poor kids poor kids 
All right, we're going to be back in the annals of the studio in some weird place where they recorded their vocals for the Rusgul as the dumpsters are now present, as if they are in the back alley of a Berlin nightclub, somewhere that I'm sure Jessica would love to be. I would go. <laughs> yeah, you would. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they are throwing a ball. Do you like balls? Yeah, I do. I what do. kind of balls? Uh, the kind that were on the TV. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course. They have to present three looks, two of which they've already prepared. First is three-in-one sensation look. The second is future is mean. The third, they will construct with the motto, poor but sexy. Do you know much about that? No. When you said, I was like, I was like, you could say poor about a lot of drag queens, but I I am not one of them. (laughs) What about the sexy part? Are you sexy? I think so. <laughs> um, okay. It's usually a thing on Drag Race where the ball is themed and the three categories have some sort of link. Connection. We're going to yeah. see it this week on Drag Race Brazil because, yes, uh, friends, we got two balls this week on Drag Race. Um, they usually come in pairs. They sure do. Uh, why, why do we not have a theme here? Shh. Certainly, they could have done something German themed or European themed, I was, or yeah. even sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah, well, I was I guess really kind of surprised different. that it wasn't like club kid esque. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. club. Like I thought that right. would be like kind of the theme of this is like club, and like the, the club plane air, club, club plane bus. Those three categories, <laughs> like clubs, like the different types of clubs that you could be at. You know, like raver club, like whatever, like mm-hmm. like dance club, and then like I don't know, sex club done of course i I agree this felt like oh fuck we have to do a ball Uh, what do we make them bring let's see if we can put it together yeah it's very bizarre (laughs) well they have to go through the trash to find the items that they will use to construct their looks um they have three minutes but meta will have 10 second head start three minutes is generous yeah like they they were there for a minute they were now with meta off her strategy will be just pick literally anything um also the way that she was handing shit to the pit crew how very nice i don't think that was what his job was but like he was there and also a little unfair that he was like uh i guess i'm working for her now that's what i, I was like literally sitting there like they're sweeping up they're like do, they're, like the pit crew was so involved in it and i was like why are they there at all like the queens are going to join her and it's all about confusion like what was this filth also as we'll see on the runway there was a lot of material in that trash so mm-hmm. who's throwing out the tool also yvonne going in the dumpster iconic very iconic. <laughs> what would you have searched for first i mean like i want in these kind of challenges i feel like i want anything very structured like anything that is like because you know what I mean? Like, you can do, like, a cage or, like, a, uh, like, I basically what I guess Metamorkid had. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I would yeah. go for is, like, that kind of cagey material. Anything you could build something with, I feel like, would be, like, what I would go for. Absolutely. Now, time is up, and the only main item that we saw collected was Victoria and her plant. Are you a plant gang? No, I'm not very good at taking care of plants. I am not either. My mom loves plants. I have a lot of friends, um, very good friends from the podcast who love plants. Like literally their apartments are jungles. And I say to you, but why? That's like a full-time job. Like dogs and cats, dogs and cats at least give you some love and affection 
as well. Plants give you oxygen, which is important. I get oxygen is important to breathe, but sometimes you just want to be snuggled with. A plant's not going to snuggle with you. If anything, it might get you broken out in hives or something. Well, I always think like there's got to be like crazy amount of bugs. Have you? I'm, I'm I'm getting personal here, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Have you <laughs> ever had a hookup with a plant gang? Yeah. Do you feel uncomfortable and unsure of where you are while you're hooking up with said plant gang and th- their plants? No, I actually thought it was kind of stunning, but they were like very okay. like okay. I don't even know they were they were like plant gang, but like also like. Their room in general was kind of insane. It like of felt course. like a 1930s boudoir, but like with a shit ton of plants. Like it was like a jungle kind of thing. I don't know. There was a lot. There was a Listen, lot. Listen, you on. could have a jungle fantasy. I'm not judging you here. <laughs> it was fun. It was nice. I, I mean, listen, I want to do it on a beach, but that's a whole different story. Another podcast. No, you don't. Time. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I know, but it, just, it sounds romantic. Fine, put me like have the beach like 20 feet away, and I'll give me a little, there you little go. bungalow. That's what. It, do it on, yeah, do it on a balcony or something. There it is. All right, the girls page. are back in the workroom trying to make sense of their literal shit. As Laura Wise says, there is tension in the room as no one is safe. Pandora has never seen everyone so focused. Lorelai will make mention that if they thought they used unconventional materials in the fetish design challenge, that was nothing. She likes sewing, but even for her, it's a challenge. She can't imagine what it's like for those who don't sew. How would you do in this challenge? What is your expertise when it comes to a sewing machine and or a hot glue gun? Like, I don't sew, but I do customize a lot of the stuff that I make or, like, a lot of stuff that Mm. I do get. And also, like, I do, you know, I make stuff all the time. So, like, I feel like... I and my I feel like my taste is good enough or like even if I wasn't in the top, like I'd be safe. Like I don't think I'd ever get out on That's a design challenge. Like Barbie will come in and give advice on how to turn rags to riches, which is funny based on what the fuck she's wearing. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look good. Yvonne will join Barbie with her mannequin, which is more realized than anyone else in the room at this point. But she is trying to make sense of it all as she wants to integrate more trash as that is the challenge. But she really has no idea with what she's going to do, so she's going to pretend and act like she does when she <laughs> talks to Barbie. Barbie will remind her that she is the last in the room without a badge, and, and I was like, way to bring the mood down, but Yvonne's like, Victoria too! Do you think Barbie has really no idea that um, Victoria's missing a badge, or do you think she's like, well, she's going to be gone anyway? I think that they were ready for her to be gone. I think so, too. So, Barbie, well, she's going to be like, okay, this is a design challenge. Yvonne, what are you going to do for this design challenge? And Yvonne's like, well, I was at a low point last week. And and she's like, what has changed? What's changed in your mindset? And Barbie just, she wants to know. Um, If you were in this kind of show and RuPaul was like, why are you down? Are you going to give her your life story? Or are you going to suck it up for camera and be like, no, it's just a little thing. Okay, so see, this is where you have to be smart about playing the game to me. Yes, you do. Like, I, I think that it's like, I don't think I would ever cry on reality TV unless it was on the main stage. And that would be solely to like Blair St. Clair myself and stay another week. <laughs> sure. Now, Yvonne is going to share that she was feeling average and it's not a great feeling after five weeks and you start to wonder what you're doing right and it's hard to enjoy the process so she was feeling the pressure of winning a badge 
And I was like, Yvonne, I love you. I think you're brilliant. You're a great television. You're a great narrator. How many times have we seen a queen get very far and never win? You are adding fuel to the fire of that narrative. Yeah. You're janning yourself. Literally. Victoria. She's now with Barbie and she has brought her bestie, Plant. I don't know if Plant has a name, but that's her best friend now. And yes, um, it was a full heavy potted plant. I don't think that was uh, fake. Or she might have just been a very, 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 very weak twink. Jury's still out on that one. (laughs) I know that's your fave. Now, because she is wearing glasses, Barbie calls Victoria Harry Potter in a sweatshop. And now I can't unsee that. (laughs) She's cute. She's like a little cutie. She's very cute. Now her plan is to look like a Latina woman who got some money from a rich man. She will be exaggerated and tacky, and Barbie will be like, not to interfere, but the theme is poor but sexy. And Victoria says that she will be poor on the inside, but not on the outside. <laughs> wow, what a struggle for pretty people in the world. Well, okay, see, this is this is this is what doesn't make sense to me about this whole category. Is because I don't think that any of them looked poor, quote, like. So what I the whole theme is stupid because like they just came out and whatever they wanted to make and that was it. Like Do you think it's possible or it would be too niche to come out as Kristen Wig on the plane from Bridesmaids? I don't Help think me that, out horror. I don't think anyone would get that. <laughs> All right, too niche, too niche. That's fine. All right. Um even Barbie's gonna be like, follow the rules, and Victoria is just not catching on. She's not understanding like <laughs> the host doesn't like what you're doing maybe do something different as we saw with grad queen on drag race brazil if she does not like what you're doing and she tells you and you don't follow directions she's going to eliminate you she's a very bitter bitch (laughs) victoria tells us that she used to be so poor that sometimes she didn't have anything to eat but says it's important to always look sexy so my life is over if i ever can't fulfill the food portion of my life but maybe if i don't eat i'll get sexy maybe that's what she was alluding to oh god i think this is like maybe yeah i don't know this whole thing is like very bizarre like the whole the whole like poor because again it's like shoving it in her face specifically it's like oh yeah like look poor like you know the thing that you grew up as like you should look that way now like it's bad I, i think it really was a loss in translation theme where they just wanted to use trash it should have been like trash to treasure as a trash couture yes like barbie's going to continue to reiterate that they must see that the final product is made of materials from the trash victoria is like how about a poor woman looking for a rich man and she's like fine go with that concept We'll, we'll play with that um she's like good luck do that and her plant is going to give her good head peace Sure is. <laughs> Kelly joins Barbie as she is experimenting, and well, whatever she brought over looks like a very, very poor school project. Not cute. So there's a different definition of poor. She shows that the material she has is hard to work with, but drag is pain. Is drag painful? Yeah. Super. What is the most pained part of your body after, let's say, your brunch, your fabulous brunch every Sunday? Um. <laughs> Not to be too graphic, but like the tucking panty, because I wear a thong, it gets me together. Like, yeah. Well, 
Again, we're not getting personal there, but I'm sure it's very difficult for you. Um, <laughs> oh, God, friends. I'm so glad I don't do drag because I couldn't do it. I just, you know, no. Um, now, she, she's going to try to make it as sexy as possible and wants to celebrate her body as it is and be gorgeous. She says it's not always easy to be confident and the world tends to make them insecure. She knows that the, that we are always thinking we need approval from others, and that's the truth. Thank you, Grinder. Thanks, Instagram. Do you think my mental health would be better if I didn't have Instagram? I think everybody on the planet's mental health would be better if we didn't have Instagram. I mean, you well, you barely know because you're a child, but I, back in the day, when I was like the second class who was allowed to be on Facebook, that's how really? I am. Yep, I was only the second class. The first class was the first Facebook group, and I was the second, and that was it. It was just my class of um college the people before me and those were the only people on facebook at the time i remember when people were allowed to be on facebook and you weren't in college and we're like how dare you look where we are now now it's like nobody but like ancient thing grannies playing candy crush and sending each other farm bill requests it's true it's very true so kelly will tell us that barbie was skeptical i don't think barbie said a fucking word to her um, in, in regards to any feedback, um, but I feel like this was just a setup for a narrative of the episode um, because we are just going to get a lot of whiplash of Kelly's character arc this episode. A lot of emotion. Yeah. Now, with so many looks to discuss, there's no time for watching the girls work. It's decision day. Someone's about to get da boot. The queens are tired because they didn't sleep. What is sleep? Victoria doesn't know her. Neither do I. I don't sleep. Um, friends, if you like get a message from me at like 5 a.m. in the morning, it's not because I like want to do it, it's because my body woke me up again to go fucking pee again. And I'm like, <laughs> well, let me go check Instagram. <laughs> I just want one night of eight hours sleep straight. What is that like? Get a sleep apnea machine. You might need maybe. Oh my god, I do snore. It's uh, maybe that's why I'm single. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do you believe that this was all um, a two-day thing or is this just a ploy to be like on drag race we don't sleep um no i feel like with international time. seasons they actually do kind of push the production to be faster mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a ploy but kelly's going to ask <laughs> if everyone is happy with their looks as they have had a long they're going to have a long day the only they only have three presentations but victoria's like no we have five I want to talk about this because I think this is a big, big sticking point. Do you count the three and one as one look or three looks? Because I count it as one. I count it as one. You're putting one thing on your body for one runway. It is one singular look. Yeah, I think so. Now, again, I want to ask this question, and, and uh, it didn't really affect anything, but it's affected other franchises for other challenges. In a three-in-one presentation... Does that mean three distinct looks or three reveals and you can still have similar elements? I am under the impression that that means that it's three distinct looks in my mind. Because to me, if it's reveals, that's like, a, I feel like you can get away with doing more of like what What's Her Face did with that denim thing. But yeah. like in my mind, if it's a three and one, it should be three. They can have elements of the same, but like I think it they have to be like distinct 
different like silhouettes. I agree. I agree. Lorelai has forgotten what her creation looks like as she is delirium and Pandora wants to forget hers as she's just not even done. Yvonne <laughs> sewed through the night and says she came up with something beautiful. What's the definition of beautiful? Um, I mean, I actually like what she did, so I guess. I did too, but yeah. we'll get to it. It's time to get their game face on at the mirrors. And since we have always a little chit chat, we will begin with Kelly discussing the ball culture in Germany and how it is growing. But we'll admit that many don't know about it and know what ball culture is. She will tell us that ballroom was basically a safe space for queer people and POCs. And Pandora picks it up and says that they weren't even allowed to be in bars, which is why they created their own spaces. It's a very interesting conversation because when it comes to bar culture in the queer community in Germany, that's not necessarily completely true because Germany really was the leading force when it came to bars and speakeasies for queer people. Um, I mean, you have people like Marlene Daytrick and all these people who were able to express themselves in a very, very dark time. So I think as a global conversation, what Pandora said is correct. In Germany, not so much. I mean, it's their lived experience. I don't want to question it too much because we're not from, you know, but like in my mind, like, yeah, I was a little surprised by this conversation because I was like, but like, I feel like everything in Germany is much more transgressive than what it is here or like really anywhere else. Like she could have been talking specifically more about Austria as opposed to Germany. That's true. Yeah, maybe where she's from, it's not. And again, yeah, I think because like to me, I'm like Berlin is like one of the most liberal places in the world. Like. I don't, I can't first, I can't really see that it would be like, oh, it's so like closed minded here, like in Berlin. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Meta gives us the history of how ballroom scene of the 80s was important as it was a home for people who didn't have a home. And Kelly is happy that it's growing, but does want people to know what it actually is. And Pandora agrees and wants the same for drag. She wants people who get into drag to know the background and history and who fought on the front lines for the rights we have today. Lorelai says that they are now here and can present this form to a broader audience where they couldn't even imagine doing that in the 80s. Now, that's all we're going to have for the chit chat, but we're going to continue this chit chat right now because I, I really I want to ask you a, a kind of very serious question. Mm-hmm. Drag is become mainstream. And when it be, has become mainstream, a lot of the history has been squashed do you think it's time for drag artists to know their history before exploring the art i mean this is a very this is a very complicated thing to me because i think that it's i personally believe that it's important to like know queer history Mm -hmm. but like i also understand that like we're in a modern era of like just because I, even me, growing up, I didn't see any good buddy queer on TV. These ch- kids now have grown up with queer characters on TV since they were young kids. So it's a very, it's a very different lived experience. And I think that, like, you can't compare. I think that, like, unfortunately, obviously, there's a lot of, I think we've circled back to a very dangerous place in terms of, like, queer rights in the States, especially, and especially for trans mm-hmm. people. But, like, I I think that like we are in an era of like a lot more queer visibility on TV and movies and 
I don't know. It's just a very, it's a very, it's a very complex thing. You know what I mean? And I think that like, I think that people are free to do drag in any way they see fit. I don't think that it's like, oh, you have to know every aspect of queer history and culture before you start doing drag. Like, of course, of course. Like, I mean, and- even from a, a, a smaller perspective, like just the fact that you have a lot of young drag artists um, who are able to start their career because they're able to learn how to do it in the safety and comfort of their own room because of YouTube there weren't people who were able to do that when they started uh-huh. drag because not saying the internet didn't exist, but YouTube and tutorials weren't the same. So like when you have some of these beautiful glamour queens, like comment on certain queens appearance, it's because they learned a different way, not uh-huh. right, not wrong, but you have to understand and respect how the, the evolution of drag culture has changed. So it is part of the history. And I think that's what a lot of people get down upon. Because again, even watching Drag Race, you have always the the trope of like the fashion queens always knocking the camp queens. Why? (laughs) It's because different perspectives of drag and different upbringings in the world of drag. Yeah, that's true. So just interesting things. But I I do think it is important to learn a little bit of history. I'm not saying everyone's got to fucking take a test and then you can uh, be a drag queen <laughs> or not like a driver's license. Though, honestly, that would weed out a lot of people because, I mean, especially well, New York. I think that there's there's a lot of drag performers that aren't necessarily the brightest. <laughs> well, that's a different conversation. <laughs> We're not. I mean, some queens just don't even know how to tie a shoe yet, but that's that's because, well, Sketchers. All right, it's time for the runway. Barbie is here giving us Lame Couture with a gold chain face accessory. Great. I hate this. So I hated this. You wouldn't wear a gold chain accessory on your face? I thought the whole, I don't know why it looks like she has, it's like bald head to like here and then ponytail-esque kind of hair with yeah. this like yeah. weird, the whole thing thing and then like pink makeup that doesn't match it at all i was like what what is happening and like no she doesn't look cinched it looks it's all bad like it's bad our panel includes the always opinionated johnny johanovich diane brill with herbert the earpiece and special guest judge tiktok star stefania elisa have you heard of her she's got like 200 something thousand followers on uh instagram i didn't check her tiktok um but she people like her so go for her yeah sure Go opposite. We're going to discuss each look and the critiques for each. Category one is three and one reveal. In honor of the runway, we are going to play threes, knees, or one and done. Okay. Get it? You like the fun? Okay. Yeah. All right. Metamore Kid. Look by Arachne. Hair by Ido Van Gomes. Nails by Claws by Taxi. Jewels by Ricardo Sile. So she's doing the typical butterfly storyline. Fine. It's been done to death, but I think what sets her apart is the polish of the look. The furry cocoon is fun, campy start, then revealing into the coat before the butterfly dress was very pretty. Love the butterfly dress. It's a very sleek, sexy outfit, and the silhouette is nothing she has served us this season. It's gray and blue that pairs well with that signature gray hair. I enjoyed this presentation. For me, it was three distinct looks. I think the presentation saved her because I think the first look was really into. I liked it a lot. I thought it was cool. Second look, I was like, it felt very like, I don't know. It just felt like, okay, this is my second, like, you know, whatever. This is like before the actual good garment. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just felt like nothing to me. And then like 
the butterfly thing, I mean, it's been done to death and I've seen it done way better than this. So like, I wasn't particularly impressed, but like, it was fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, again, I think because we've seen it done to death, it, I think it would have been funnier if she in, ended up as like a moth. Yeah. I, and I thought I, she kind of would. I thought that's maybe what it would have, what it would have had it for, because like the cocoon was more moth-like. I think. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I was surprised it didn't end up more as like glamour moth, but whatever. Johnny says that she gives them hot couture every time she appears on the runway. He says she is one of the best on the runway with the walk she has. Estefania says that her attitude is simply everything, and she is loving it. Diane says the thing with the butterfly was very cool. She says it was cuddly and elegant and whatever her hand touches is interesting. I will give her a three's knees. Yeah, it's fine. Three knees. Three's knees. It's like bees knees, but three's knees. Audience, <laughs> 95% three's knees, 5% one and done. Yvonne Nightstand, no designers listed. So we have an early 2000s denim on denim fantasy, and I think it had a positive moment and peculiar moments all in the same because it looked interesting and also the fashion trend of denim on denim in the early 2000s was choices um it's really giving britney and i guess the nip slip is kind of in line with britney especially nowadays the big reveal was the bald head which really was a denim headpiece i think this was rather smart because we expected it to just be a bald head and as that's what you would expect from a britney look so it was different and unique was it the most polished look no conceptually is where this look succeeded um and see i will even disagree with you there i think this is again it's like a concept that i'm like exhausted tired like i I mean every celebrity now has referenced this every you know what i mean like the hair that she was wearing before the reveal was rotted like it just and like the makeup wasn't good all of it to me like the whole presentation of all of it i was thoroughly thoroughly not impressed (laughs) Like, and again, I'm like, if you, if you want to do three and one, this is not that. This is reveals. Like, because all you did was take off a skirt and it's pants. And then all you did was take off pants and it's a bodysuit. And then a little little denim cap underneath is like not enough to save it to me. And that's why I asked you earlier, what is the category? What I does know. it mean for a three I knew you were directly referencing this. I knew you were. So... Let me ask you a question. We, we've discussed this one, Metamorkid, already, two, two for two, where people have done something in this on Drag Race before. Mm-hmm. For people, future contestants who want to go on Drag Race, do you, they need to do better in doing and learning the whole Drag Race culture as beyond just their home country? No, because I think they're always going to reference their own country, and I think that's what keeps these things interesting. Like, you know, well, what I'm I mean? saying, like, if we've seen a a, a three in one uh, butterfly reveal moment on two countries already, and now Metamorca does it in the third country, is that where she needs to take a step back and say, "Am I original enough?" Or is it because it's in Germany, it hasn't been done in Germany yet, it's okay. And so, I don't know. See, that's hard to me because, like, I wouldn't do a period regardless of the country because I think it's like it, because it's been done to death, not even just on Drag Race. It's like I've seen it on Instagram, on every, like, I've seen it a million times. You know what I mean? Like, even non drag performers, I've seen it. So it's like, yeah, I think you just need a concept that's not that, 
because it's like, oh, the transformation from cocoon to butterfly. Like, wh- where haven't you seen that at a certain right. point? It's just like writing slurs on a white dress, like, and doing this is me. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like the same concept to me. Like, or freak and weirdo, whatever that song. You're like, oh, I'm a freak, whatever. Creep. 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 Yes. Like, no. It's so tired. It's so done to death. Like, you have to think of something that's not that. Because, like, to me, it's like, even no matter, even if you elevate it to your standard, it's still going to be the same concept. I agree. I agree. And I, again, I've said it many times on podcasts. I've said it to many people. If you want to go on Drag Race and you think you have a brilliant idea, double check first. Yeah. You never oh, know if it's sure. been done before. Estefania says that she was fun to watch and was inspired by the denim look, particularly that when she took her wig off and had the same headpiece made of denim. She says when she doesn't want to wear a wig, she's going to wear that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this the softest threes knees right on the I, line. I hate it. I think it's not enough. One and Boots. done. One and done. <laughs> Audience, 73% threes knees, 27% one and done. Pandora Knox, no designers listed. She really is in a league of her own. I think there is a giant stretch to tie all three looks together, but she has managed to make it work. First, we have this typical Pandora with the wild yellow headpiece hair that she whips off to reveal her hair and a snake look, which then reveals into a brilliant ballerina, pointed toes and all. She does have three distinct looks, so I'm not necessarily knocking that, but are they all cohesive? Had she not told us the combo of themes and how they do connect, I might have been a little lost. I That's the only thing I think you can knock her on, is that it's not three cohesive looks, but mm-hmm. I do, I think each look was good. I think the last one was like the mm-hmm. least good out of all of them, but like, I think it's that original. all three of them yeah it was like ritual her crawling that's what i was saying earlier like her stage presence is just like unmatched mm-hmm. to me because like her slithering down the runway it like looked so like she was embodying that in a way that i feel like most people would just not be able to do and uh, yeah i i don't know just the whole presentation of it was really really exciting to watch to me on the now, runway. now watching her on a show like this does that inspire you and help you think of new ways to in upgrade your presentation in a competition setting um i mean yeah i guess so i mean i don't know like i i, I think that you know she's doing her own thing and that's what's important to me is like yeah. i whenever i go into a situation i'm doing my own thing like i'm not looking at other people and being like oh like what should i do like i feel like so much a drag especially now is like just like oh what's been done like let me do that like uh, oh that, i like that let me just copy it and paste it and i'm like my I don't do drag to be like other people. Like I do drag. I, if I see I, someone I, do something, I, I even if I love it, I won't do it. Cause it's like I agree. I think that makes you, I don't know. Like I don't I'm not into the copycat thing. I'm just I, I agree. I fully understand that. Johnny says the look was iconic and she has made drag race history as she is an amazing queen. The Stefania says she is the ship because she enters the runway and goes down like a snake. She says it was awesome creative and never seen anything like it she says at the same point she'll be at, at some point she'll be at the very top period um winner at it unlocked maybe i'll give it a threes knees threes knees she killed it audience 77 percent threes knees 23 percent one and done lorelei rivers look by mike drop and otilly hair by remo rivers now i'm not saying that fleetwood mac is um the wrong thing to do but um 
Um, Fleetwood Mac Rumors album cover creation on Drag Race is very niche. I think the two first looks are great replica interpretations. The thing that bothered me is if you're going to do grayscale in a makeup, it has to be perfect. And this was not a proud makeup moment for Lorelai. The last look really made her go on her own way. And I think we are stretching. I'll give her credit for doing something and trying something daring, but the execution needed a massive boost. Yeah. I mean, each one, I think like, the first two were not distinct enough from each other for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is like. And that was really... a reference point issue. Yeah. I, I, but I did. I actually did. Like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot that I would change about the last outfit. But like, I like the idea of it. And I think the storytelling aspects of it were like decent. Like, mm -hmm. to be honest, I wasn't really looking at her face. So I didn't even really pay that close attention to her. That's name. fair. That's fair. Because I think a lot of but... them don't have good makeup, to be honest with you. But. <laughs> Diane says she likes the Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac in black and white and says that black makeup is incredibly hard. She says it's an ugly concept, but she's really pretty with a great face. Barbie says <laughs> she is a huge Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac fan, so it made her very happy, but says with the caliber on stage, she thinks it was a beat, what, beat, bit weak. And I agree. I'm going to give her a very, very soft threes knees. <sighs> it's like the softest, softest threes knees. Three knees. Audience agrees, 67% threes knees, 33% one and done. Next, we have Victoria Shakespeare's look by Fabio Sousa Designs. She is really the one who goes on her own way, ain't she? Uh, we have an ode to Brazil and Switzerland and Victoria in this overall look, and I give her credit, but again, the storytelling was a bit of a miss. First, we start with this over-the-top, colorful, Basilier Foxnacht-inspired look, which is the Carnival Festival in Switzerland. Um, then we have this loving ode to Brazil with the Carmen Miranda look, which was by far the best of the three. Mm -hmm. And finally, we end with Britney. Now, this girl loves Britney. And if she did Britney for Snatch Game, that would have been her third appearance this season. Your identity cannot be Britney Spears. You can be inspired by her as an artist, but you are not Derek Berry. You are not a Britney <laughs> impersonator. Now, I will say that I Am a Slave for You creation was pretty spot on, but we've kind of seen spot-on recreations of Britney Spears from Victoria this season. Like, I think the gag would have been three different Britney looks in one. That would have been a stronger if you're going to do Britney. Yeah, I like, I mean, I guess, like, it's like, these are the things that shape her identity, so I understand that. Mm -hmm. In a way, I mean, I think the second look was beautiful. Like, I think the second look, like, Stunning. was so good, and I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know how she could have done it with the headdress that she had on with the second look, but, like, I, I just think, like, the weird, like, mask thing she was holding up to me isn't, that's not a look. Like, you're just holding a mask in front of you. Like, that mm -hmm. is not a look to me. And then, like, the Britney is just so far left of the rest of it to me that I'm like, okay, like, I don't really understand what's happening. And that, yeah, it was a lot. Right. I think if it was like a third carnival style look, then I think there's the storytelling, there's the cohesion. I understand it, um, which is funny because what did we? What kind of ball do we have on Drag Race Brazil this week? A carnival ball. Of so course. parallels crazy right now. <laughs> Barbie asks her to tell them about her Britney obsession, and she says that Britney was the only light she saw at the end of the tunnel and her only joy in life. She says she always looks forward to coming home from school and going to her room and listening to her music. She thanks Britney for saving her life, and Barbie tells her that there are a lot of people who feel that hurt watching her as they sit at home, they feel the same way. 
She says she is a gateway to a newer world and new life and tells all the girls that they are their role models and the light at the end of the tunnel that they may not see yet. I'll give it a three sneeze. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. I'll, like, each look was 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 pretty. So, uh, yeah, three sneeze. Audience, 74% three sneeze, 26% one and done. Kelly Hilton, no designers listed. Drag is political. And when you can showcase that, it's powerful. She comes out giving us a Black Pride moment where the black of the jacket has impactful phrases. She then reveals into a look she says represents the pain when they feel attacked. As far as the story is concerned, love that. But it's a sparkly black dance look. She ends her three-in-one with ripping out a white dress that represents liberation, and we see a heart with a rainbow flag. But wait, there's more. We end with probably one of her most beautiful and polished leotards in the rainbow, and the red hair was laid. I appreciate the narrative. It wasn't the cleanest from start to finish. But again, on this show, we do allow some flaws when the message is strong. Yeah. I mean, again, I give her credit for doing the four. I think, you know, the first two, again, what did I say? Like the paint, the slurs on a bodysuit, white dress thing. It's like, okay, grandma, like we've, we've seen it a million thousand times, but like, I don't know. Overall, it was fine. Like, yeah, I guess like, I understand. I don't know. When you think of like messaging and like the people that have done messaging, like, I feel like you know, Manila with the tampon dress, really great. Yeah, Simone with, like, the bullet shots in her back, like, that was, like, that, I think, of every message that's ever mm-hmm. been, I think that was, like, really, like, got making the trans flag dress, like, uh, there's the, mm, it's, like, there's it was all well it. done, it got the point across, but it didn't feel cheap, this felt cheap to me. I agree. Uh, Stefania says that in her eyes, she is a star and a badass. Barbie says it was a very powerful moment, which made up for the fact that some of her constructions weren't exactly high-end. She says it didn't matter as the message was so strong and her performance was so strong that it mesmerized them and says they had tears in their eyes and had to catch their breath. Johnny will start to cry and tell her after he composes himself that everything she has done there has been political. He says it was strong and exceptional and always had a message and says it's unique and she is using her character of Kelly Hilton, not just for herself, but for a lot of her sisters out there watching. And again, this is the the the, the difficulty of critiquing a show like this because messages are important, but you can't deny the execution. Yeah. And that's why it's right on the line of right soft threes and knees. Same. Agreed. Audience, 62% threes and knees, 38% one and done. Category is my future self. In honor of the runway, we will play the future has arrived or the future is dead. Yeah. Metamorca, look by Arachne, hair by Edu Van Gomes, nails by Claws by Taxi, jewels by Ricardo Style. This was a really cool presentation and boundary pushing look for her. We have this very drastic makeup and costume representing the future where the world has been flooded and the world has been polluted. I love the elements of the dress, but I wish the white had been a little bit more pronounced in shade because it does blend in with the body a bit too much and there is such cool detailing. The pink tattered cape did give you a color pop. I'm not sure why it was pink, but overall it was a very evocative look. Yes, agreed. I think this was like one of the most well done 
looks. And I think that it was so funny because like like what two other people had the same concept as her. But I'm like, wow, she really set the standard and the other two people were like way below that yeah. standard. So I was like, well, she's going to look incredible compared to the two of you because like your looks are garbage and hers was like couture. I agree. The future has arrived for me. Future has arrived. Audience, 86% future has arrived. 14% the future is dead. Yvonne Nightstand, no designers listed. Um, I think she's won the campy category in this MILF Botox look, but this was not nearly enough to be a final player for a win for the night. Any other week, she would have been safe, but unfortunately, with six left, like being the fourth best means you're going to be in the bottom. I think the pink velour tracksuit elements were funny. I think the robotic arm and leg covers was a concept and that was cool, but I wanted it to go even further and feature more places with it. I think this is a very cheap way of doing a high concept idea. And if you can't execute it at a high concept, scrap it and go with a different direction. I mean, again, the hot bimbo mom with a lot of plastic surgery. It's like, this was tired in season seven when fame did it. Like... Do you know what I mean? It's like they I just uh, I can't I can't do it anymore with these like lame ass concepts. Diane says the MILF machine was super cool and says was out of this world. <laughs> the future's dead. I can't do it. I can't do it. Future's very dead. I hate it. Audience this is, like, not the a fans. <laughs> They're confused. 55% the future has arrived. 45% the future is dead. Pandora Knox. Look by Wasted Couture and Epicature. Prosthetic by Obsidian FX. She could have bombed the other two categories and still have destroyed the night. She gave you a look. She gave you a presentation. She gave you drag. First, that makeup is extraordinary. It is so well done with the prosthetics and the colors. She has completely transformed her face. The caging and armor really do have this Mad Max apocalyptic thing going on. She really, again, strong drag artist and knows the importance of details. Very well job done. It was, like, so, it was sick. Like, again, like, and it's, like, the presentation of it all. And, like, the makeup was so unique. And, like, the prosthetics. I didn't even really, like, notice the prosthetics until they were, like, really, really close up so on her. Bad. Like, it I, it just, like, she completely transformed her whole look. And it just, yeah, I was very impressed. The future has arrived. Future's arrived. Audience, 85% future has arrived. 15% the future is dead. Lorelai Rivers, look by Aura and Larry Gons Private. Hair by Remo Rivers, gills by the fabulous Fabian. If this is her future, I'm very worried for her. I think this looked like a swamp witch rather than trying to save the planet because she failed. Now, unlike Metamorph Kids, just lacking polish here. It's messy and dirty unintentionally rather than for storytelling purposes. The makeup is very odd. I'm like, where are the lips? The cut of the dress is not flattering. This is a major miss, and again, not the week to have a miss. Yeah, the prosthetics were bad. The whole thing, like, it just it didn't it didn't read. And uh, yeah, the the lip the makeup was rotten. Like, no, it was bad. I will give it the future is dead. Future's dead. Audience, 38% the future has arrived. 62% the future is dead. Victoria Shakespeare's no designers listed. And now if you told me this was the design challenge look, I might have actually believed you. <laughs> the jacket is great. The makeup is a clear departure for her. But then you have this dress thing in that spandex that minimizes the entire look and it has a message of, quote, no gender. But how is that part of the global warming narrative she's telling us in the uh confessional i think if she was going to try to write anything it should have been save the planet and i might have been on board 
unless she was saying we are going to turn into fish people. I don't know. Tell me what this was. This, I think, was the worst of the night, to be honest. Yeah. Like, this cheapy blue spandex, like, this weird-ass, like, writing on your... No. All of it, it felt baby queen, first time in drag, at Look Queen on a Sunday night at 3 a.m. It was horrible. Like, really bad. Yeah. It was not good. Um, but you own that uh, spandex number. You wear out to the club on occasions when you want to go um, find a gentleman. I don't need spandex like that to find a gentleman, believe me. <laughs> Diane says the fish was great, calling it gender-free and super cool. Good for you, Diane. The future is dead. Dead. Dead in the water. Audience, 43% of the future has arrived. 57% of the future is dead. Kelly Hilton, no designers listed. This is future. This is polished. This is super Shiro. I don't know where this Kelly has been hiding all season, but even if this feels like a stereotypical drag look that others have and can do, for her, this was a real deal. The hair is brilliant, like such an incredibly styled wig that was so in line with her storytelling of the look. The gold sparkly armor elements are great. I love the peach cape. It was a beautiful color story. I would like to see this character in a comic. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's very well done. Like, again, it feels like something I've seen many times, but like, of course, it still looked very good on her. And I'm normally actually not a fan of like those spiky hairstyles, but on her, it actually like it worked with the look. It felt like a crown. It like it all made sense together. Yeah. So like, I I was okay with it. So overall, yeah, I liked it. It was it was the future has arrived. I agree, and the audience does too. Ninety one percent the future has arrived. Nine percent the future is dead. Category is poor, but sexy. In honor of the runway, we're going to play sexy or messy. Metamorchid. I think she had a very high chance of winning this week had she pushed the boundaries with this look even more. I needed a bit more of the unconventional material and trash. She is giving a strong color story with the green and black, and I love the way the neck piece sits. It's giving cone of shame, but make it fashion. Now, I know that likely the fur carpet top and the satin fabric of the skirt were from the trash, but I wish they had been transformed even further. Again, showing versatility in the silhouette department, but being the third best in a night is not enough when it comes to a tight track record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I really liked this look. I think the actual downfall of it was that she had to hold on to that cage the whole time. I think if it had just been yeah. sitting well, it would have been way better to me. Like, I loved the hair. I loved the dress. Like, everything looked great. But I think the fact that she had to, like, hold it the whole time really took away from the presentation of it. I mean, just just the, I don't know what materials and, and adhesives and stuff they have in the room, but like, mm-hmm. there's not much you can actually use to adhere that to your no. body or your garment that's not going to look tacky. So, yeah. brilliant concept. Like, if she brought that from home, oh my God, it would have been a standout knockout. I think she should have taken it off right away. I think she should have walked out with it, it on, taken it off, put it on the runway, and then done the, the vamping and then picked it up and like, walked out with it i think that would have been the way to do it and you know what this is why runways are important and presentation and storytelling are very important friends you can't just be pretty you have to have a purpose yep barbie says that this is no secret she's a fan of her conceptual ways and the way she works and is happy with all her results i will give her a sexy yeah overall it's really great audience 86 percent sexy 14 percent messy yvonne nightstand this is a very cool couture moment or just a night out in Bushwick. I love the makeup so much. Again, I wish the materials were transformed even further. 
the fur coat was a soul, but when she used it to reveal the rest of the look, it was a lot of tulle and satin, but it was so different and couture. I think the headpiece wanted to be the focal point of the look, and while it was, because there was so much fabric all over, it did feel a bit muddied and not the star. But I think this was almost there for me, and overall for her, this was the best of her three categories. I This was my favorite of the night. I It was giving very, like, John Galliano yes. in 1992. Like, the makeup was amazing. Like, the whole presentation of it was, like, I was really, this blew me away. Like, I was not expecting it, especially after that second look of hers. But, like, this was, like, very couture. Barbie will praise her makeup and says she looks unbelievably beautiful. She could piss herself. She's so happy. And Yvonne will look it up. And, yeah, if you didn't know the they're German. Anyway, Diane says her critical feeling is the satin tool and stuff look like normal clothes and not like trash fashion. And Yvonne will tell her that she got the satin tool from trash. But I was like, if you're telling me the way she presented it is normal, um, Diane, we have some questions to ask you. And Johnny says what put uh, what she put on display was top fashion and Yvonne, they, and the Yvonne they know. He says that she is one of the queens who knows construction. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, sexy. Sexy, super sexy. Audience, 81% sexy, 19% messy. Pandora Knox. This is an Austrian hooker. I <laughs> love the colors and her usage of the orange. She had a lot of fur and used them in a way that brought the look to a new level. The fur cooch cover was a decision. And wherever it if it stayed there, that was on you, girl. Anyway, the makeup was brilliant and was able to lift the colors from her look. For me, the details are amazing. The orange bow in the back, well-constructed. The uses of the safety pin and hooks is an option, and it's very easy. But when you have it fit the narrative of Austrian waist, it works. Pandora knows how to put a look together. She is, like, incredible. Like, I just, let all three, she was the only person that all three were really amazing. Like, she just, she blew this ball out of the park to me. Barbie says, Pandora knocks them all out of the park. I <laughs> get it. Diane says she's hungry thanks to the Fafali look. She will even ask Herbert the earpiece for some more Fafali pasta. Uh, Jessica, talk to me about Herbert. Do you think um, we're ever going to see Herbert? No. <laughs> Why is Herbert there? Is there no one else in Germany that could have taken the role of second judge? I mean, like, obviously they couldn't get Heidi Klum, so... <laughs> like, I know it's Drag Race Germany, but, like, what about Conchita Wurst? She's Austrian. I know you said this before on the on the preview. And I'm proving the point of like, I love Diane. I think she's fine. But let's say you as a contestant, are you getting any fucking feedback from this woman? Because she can't can properly communicate with you. No, or do you think it's possible what we're seeing on stage is for the show, but because most of these contestants probably know English very well, she's able to actually communicate her ideas off camera i think she's just kind of there to be the personality to be honest that's like I, I agree she's the paula abdul of the panel yeah and always looks great though looks fabulous oh yeah the breasts were breasts she should there. go style barbie oh, oh my yeah super <laughs> 
Well, Diane says um, she wants more Fafala. I might have some Fafala tonight. I don't know. I'm very hungry now. I'll give the look a sexy. It's very sexy. She she did a really great job. Audience, 71% sexy, 29% messy. Lorelai Rivers. Okay, so she can sew. She made a great pantsuit, but that's essentially what this is. A pantsuit. <laughs> like, I see she has plastic as a wrap on the top, but I don't think that went far enough. I have to assume that blonde red tip wig was borrowed from Victoria because there's no way she had that in her suitcase. It is not styled enough. The Fascinator. It was so minimal. You could have removed it and the look would have had the same impact. This was just not enough for this challenge. No silhouette. No like fashion sense. No yeah unstyled wig that looked messy uh bad makeup chopped at the door goodbye like <laughs> diane says her makeup is really fucking cool but says her clothes are wah 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 and Stefania says that she gets the feeling that she is holding back and thinks there is so much more in her she tells her to grab the stage and from the moment she comes out the stage is hers uh lorelei i really do enjoy you but i have to get this messy it's super messy really bad audience 65 percent sexy 35 percent messy Victoria Shakespeare's. She just did not want to give poor at all. And by not doing the assignment, there's only one place to go, and that's the bottom. I have to assume she took fabric to make that disco diva moment. The only real element that feels like it was from the trash is the plant. And how she managed to get on to stay on her head, I don't know, but give her credit for it. I think her pride got in the way of her succeeding, and that's a shame. I this like was so confusing to me. Like I her makeup was like very bizarre. I don't know what was wrong with it. I think her eyebrows or something. It was like throwing me off because every time I looked at her face, I was like, "What's happening there?" I don't like, think she changed her makeup from Brittany. Probably not. Um, the I liked the outfit. I did not understand the plant on her head. I'm like, if you're gonna do Selena, like get the long diva, like get the long black wig, like get throw that whatever well, that is you, away. I, I think I think she was going for a little. Maybe I'm just projecting here, but I feel like it was a little more in line of like Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Was that I got Selena down like that? The only thing that that per, like to me, if you're wearing a purple with a cross body strap, like it's like it's Selena. It's never That's not going to be That's Selena fair. to me. Like that may not have been what she was going for, but like that color and that style, it's Selena. You can't get away from it. Like. So to me, like it, the whole thing didn't make sense. Like the pieces were pretty enough, but like I just, it was very confusing to me overall. Johnny loves the plant on her head and says they were all fascinated, but often wishes for her passion from her in many other ways. I'm going to go messy. <sighs> it's hard because I think the pieces were good. I would say like very soft, sexy. And guess what? The audience. 50-50. Could not wow. make a Wow, there we go. Kelly Hilton, a tale of two looks. First, we have this aluminum-colored butterfly moment, and then she drops it, and the plastic shower curtain is our top. Now, both work, and I think it was smart to tease with the first for a quick amount of time, as it did give you just enough of an impact. When she reveals into her disco moment, that pussycat wig was right. Not many people can pull it off but she fucking did i think she served she knew what she wanted to do and you can see the confidence coming out of her and the fact that she captured a skirt with the packing material was expert and something no one else in this challenge did i think because she's the only one to really play with the unconventional material in this manner is why the results were where they were i think that 
it was a good idea. I like the reveals. I think that the construction could be better, but with that material, I mean, like you can't because it's gonna it's tear. So hard. Yeah. So I give her props for even being able to put something like that together out of that material. Exactly, and that's why I go sexy for it. Yeah, overall, it's good, sexy. Audience, eighty-five percent sexy, fifteen percent messy. It is time to decompress in the workroom and figure out what ha- happened. They're going to sing some RuPaul lyrics as it was a day for all of them in their three looks. And I'm like, how many times did um, that song play that it got stuck in your head that badly? Apparently a lot. <laughs> Kelly says that seeing a Stefania there was really powerful and important because the power of POC voices on this platform. She says that people are often pigeonholed by society and Stefania uses her voice not just for fans for and for fun, but to support a lot of people. She wishes she had been had had an Estefania when she was young. And I bet she wished she had the internet when she was a child too, but I'm not aging her at all. <laughs> I yeah, I think this is really interesting. Like you have this cool chick, Estefania. Do you think this is now like a trial run for her to take over from Diane next season? No. I don't think she didn't no. talk no. like that. She didn't talk enough for me to fully vibe. Listen, listen, they had Paula Aizzi on Drag Race Italia th- uh, 2 as a guest judge for the finale, and now she's a main judge. That's true. It could happen. It could yeah, happen. I mean, she's more, well, she brings because... definitely more clout than the other person does, so. Yeah, I mean, listen, if y'all listen to the Drag Race Italia, you know how I ripped that poor one apart because she had no energy, but fame gets you places. Bring back Nikki Tutorials. <laughs> Nikki tutorials that's the wrong franchise that's holland i know but bring um, back Nikki bring tutorials back holland. anyway bring back holland let's just do it i'm all saying right. why is holland not back that's the one that i want to come I don't back. Know. screw italia screw all the rest of them like i want I, I, back. There, there, there's discussions of why but we'll get to it someday we'll, we'll when there's more tea anyway okay. minute more kid tells us that kelly has shown that this challenge is not just a fashion challenge but a storytelling challenge but isn't that essentially what every element of a drag breaks down to storytelling yeah like all the best looks in drag race history are the ones that told a story so but even at the local level too everything has to be a story Mm -hmm. victoria wants to ask the room because she knows it's not her who's gonna win the week yvonne says that now she thinks that anyone could win she could live with any winner but she prefer herself (laughs) Can't wait to watch that back with you. Yvonne right. has taste of blood and she wants to lick a badge. She likes licking things. She's she said she wanted to lick the peach. She wants to lick a badge. Um maybe she likes getting sick, because I don't think some of those things are sanitary. <laughs> maybe she just has oral fixation. I don't know. I don't I'm... listen, that's it. The queens are back to learn their decisions. Pandora Knox is given the win, and oh yeah, so is Kelly. She's in the running now. That's two badges and catches up with Metamorph kid, who is safe along with Kivon, leaving Lorelai and Victoria as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah. I think that Pandora should have been the solo winner, personally. I agree. But, because I think that there was elements of, of Kelly's that weren't as polished, and, like, Pandora's presentation was much better, but, like, you know, you're not the, any time, not for nothing, I feel anytime you do, like, the, like, here's my culture on Drag Race, like, they're kind of almost obligated to at least put you at the top. So. Yeah. 
and again, we discussed it earlier. It's about messaging and how messaging usually will take um, higher priority over execution. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Stephanie Prince. Oh, there it is. All right, this song <laughs> is Nobody's Supposed to Be Here by Deborah Cox. What a powerful song with maybe the wrong two performers to perform Oh, it. my God. The worst two people that could have performed this song. <laughs> anyway, um, why can't we have German songs? What is wrong with putting German songs on the show? Like, I give, I said on the preview podcast, I am still <laughs> waiting. Where is Rasputin by Boney M? That's going to be the finale song. Watch. Oh my God. If that's a finale song, I will cry. They got to save it for that more iconic moment. Why Deborah Cox? Why this song? I, I know it's a drag staple, but it like. Is. It's a very bizarre choice to have on this franchise. I agree. I agree. Um, I think with Victoria going in on her fourth lip sync. Lorelai literally would have had to walk off stage and not do anything for her to actually be eliminated. Yeah. Well, it also like Victoria was just frantic with the microphone and like flinging herself. I I mean, this is also the bitch who went off stage and onto the judges' table last week. So that's true. I mean, it it was all very messy. I feel like Lorelai didn't have the passion she's had in previous weeks solely based on this specific lip sync. She was the weaker and least interesting to watch, but this girl is going to be saved by a track record. And um, I just feel like this song has a fire, but it's already already like innate to the track. Like if you are a good lip syncer, you can make it look like you're passionate and really good at it, but it's it's the music that does it, not you as the yeah. artist. This is one of those ones that you could, if you're good at enough at lip syncing, like you can kind of do, and you really don't actually have to do that much surprising right a drunk twink at 2 a.m at the bar could do it great you think that it's one of those songs that you have to like but it's actually like as a song it's pretty flat like it has those big vocal range moments but like as a song itself it doesn't really like have highs and lows it's just the vocal performance that goes up and down I think the only good part for both performance was that big breakdown part, but then the way they cut the rest of the song is like you're there's too much. You just make it a shorter track. Well, it's a long. That's it. That's a. It's It's a a long long song. It's like a five minute song. Uh, Lorelai doing the dip was her saving grace because no one expected her to have that in her body, but she did (laughs) anyway. Um, I thought she broke something the way she slammed that body down. Yeah. Look. Yeah. (laughs) In the end, Lorelai stays. Victoria's out. Do you agree? I mean, based on that performance, yes, because at least Lorelai was somewhat controlled. Yeah. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is Victoria's legacy? Um, being pretty. <laughs> yeah, and and Britney Spears. She likes Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Who won the week? Who the best episode? Pandora. That's like my winner. I'm gonna give it to Kelly mostly win, but... for storytelling. Yeah, I guess if you mm, uh, yeah, screen time wise, yeah, I guess you could say it like Kelly would be, yeah. It's time to get roasty toasty with a roast challenge. Who do you think will excel and can Yvonne finally get a victory? This is comedy, so I feel like, yeah, I think Yvonne might do very well on this. Obviously, if, like, I think Kelly will do well on this. Um, 
And yeah, I'm terrified for Lorelai. I do not think this is going to go well for her. Um, the only the other person I'm a little worried for because I think she's just dry is Pandora. So yeah. I'm curious how she's going to be able to do in this style of comedy. But I think she'll she'll pull it out because I think she is kind of cunty. So like I think that like if she focuses it, like I think she could do well. So I and think also, she could be ma- safe. mathematically. Mathematically, at this point, we're this is going to be episode eight next week. We have five left. I think we're getting a double uh, uh, save at some point because I believe it's a twelve out episode order. Uh, um, I don't know if this is going to be the one or if it's going to be after the fact, but I. If everyone does well, I could see this being the challenge if they save people. Yeah. Because yeah. there was no way this this past episode they would have saved Victoria for a roast. Oh my god, that would have been a train wreck. Oh, horrible. Bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> After seven episodes, the winner of the season is? I think realistically, probably Kelly. I still think it's going to be an Austrian. It's either going to be Meta or it's going to be Pandora. I think they love to pay the they love to pay the club the kooky club kids dust though they love it like they never let them win ever like this is also Germany it's a very very different style of drag overall in the three countries but I you are completely right track record wise I Kelly coming in this late is very eye opening mm-hmm. um, Meta has been consistent and hasn't seen the bottom Pandora has been great. I right think that Kelly is the one that is like to me when I look at her, I'm like, you're the ideal candidate for what they want to represent drag race in my mind. Like, I feel like she's like, the fair. ideal representation. She's had the most experience. She's had the longest career. Like, she's well spoken. She's, you know what I mean? Like, she's polished. She's all of those things. So Absolutely. I feel like it makes to me when I look at her as a professional, that's the type of person that I feel like they typically go with. Look at like Christian. And it Peralta. could happen. It could happen. You know what I mean? Like Christian Peralta. So many of the winners have been like the older, more seasoned. Even though let's be real, Matraka should have won. But um, like, yeah, I think they're always gonna go with that kind of drag queen over anybody else. I Especially have in this been first saying that kid. Okay. I'm gonna switch my pick this week to Pandora. I'm going to give her the win at this moment after seven episodes. I it, want. I have a feeling it's going to flip, flip, flip. Yeah, it'll be cool to see her win. I think it'll be important for the franchise. I think super important for the franchise. Like very, very. And they, I feel like I know season sixteen doesn't have any, but I think that they really need to get. They need to get America do better. They need to get drag kings like yesterday. They should have done it for sixteen, but like. Paramount, yeah. if you are listening, open it up like the, all the other countries do. Look at it's Dracula. not a RuPaul problem anymore. It's not a RuPaul problem anymore because RuPaul has had um, a five queens on UK. We need to open it up in America. So, yep, we sure do. Where can we find you on social media, Venom? Any projects you want to plug? Uh, Jessica Rose NYC on everything. Um, and then yeah, Monday night, baby, 7 p.m. I will be competing for Mix Rock Bar. And on November, ugh, I have to double check the date, but in November, I am going to be doing a preliminary for Miss Paradise as well. Ooh, I that's a fun one. Know. 
small, big, big, big one there. But um, yeah, I will be competing for Mixed Rock Bar on Monday. Obviously, always uh, brunch at Toro Loco every Sunday, 1230 and 3 o'clock. Vote us best brunch, please, and thank you. Um, and that is, yeah, that's it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a blast. Thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure. 